0: You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Lionel Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Lanelle on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Lanelle on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Lanelle Harris. In this recording, Linnell asks his radio audience, how do we go from motivation and inspiration into action? How do we get out of our routines and to-dos? Let's join the conversation.
1: Over the last couple of weeks, we've had a lot of conversation centered around purpose. And we've discussed a number of questions exploring this topic, like what's the purpose of having a purpose? Last week, I continued that conversation by starting with the questions, are you really focused, and is your eye really on the goal? That is, uh, if you know what the goal is. Well, I want to keep the party going, Chicago. And after last week's show, I sat down and wrote the blog post, how to go from motivation and inspiration into action. I got this inspiration from uh from one of the callers last week, and uh if you all remember you listened, uh she was very courageous um and so want to thank her for the courageousness to call in and admit she was stuck and I know many of you have you know have the desire to live the best life possible, but you're stuck as well um and a lot of us are stuck in you know the routines we're stuck. With our possibilities or responsibilities, I'm sorry. We're stuck in the belief that if you don't keep doing everything you've always done, then something will fall apart. And so, this feeling of being stuck, this state of being stuck, is literally stilling your inspiration and motivation almost as quickly as it comes. And so, today, Life seems hard enough just to maintain the status quo. You know, so how do you do something different when it's already really hard? Or life seems hard enough just to keep your head above water. You know, life seems hard enough just to have a good job, you know, or life seems hard enough because you're looking for a job. You know, so how in the world can you pull off being great when you're having a hard time with good? You know, how in the world can you turn things around when you're doing everything you can to keep your feet on the ground? Any of you feeling this way? And believe me, I I know this feeling well. I've lived it. I've been it. I'm still fighting it. Because the idea of living the best life possible is to beat this feeling of helplessness and being overwhelmed, you know, and down so we can stand up and be great. And that is what tonight's show is going to be all about. So my question for reflection and conversation this evening is, how do we go from motivation and inspiration into action? And I know that many of you have your own special formula for getting into action. And I want to hear from you, you know, because somebody out there is stuck and they need your perspective, now, tonight's topic is based on the blog post from this past week titled, How to Go from Motivation and Inspiration into Action. And so, if you get on your computer right now and go to www.inspirationalperspective.com, you'll get a look at what we'll be talking about for the next 45 minutes. Now, at the beginning, I mentioned I was a life coach. And my role as your host and life coach is all about helping create shift in your life that allows you to live the best life possible. And my role on this show is not solely to make you feel good. Don't get me wrong. I want you to feel good uh, from time to time. And I I do want you to get motivated and I do want you to get inspired. But my job is not only to make you feel good. My job is to get you thinking outside the box of your routines and your to do's. And we're going to talk a lot about that tonight. Uh, My job is to mentally shake you up and wake you up. And like I said last week, that doesn't always feel good. You know, so inspirational perspective is on your radio, and I am trying to wake you up because that's what I'm supposed to do. Because, like we discussed the last two weeks, that's part of my purpose. So, uh, for the last few weeks, we've been exploring questions like, you know, what are you supposed to be doing? You know, what's your purpose? What are you focused on? And as a result of having that conversation, I've learned that many of you are focused. Uh, many of you are many of you know your purpose. Many of you, you know, know what you're supposed to be doing. However, on the flip side, many of you don't know your purpose. And, you know, you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, uh, you know, not necessarily focused. But like anybody else, you, you know, you have these moments of motivation, You know, you saw something on TV or, you know, there's a movie that you saw that was inspirational or you heard something that gave you an internal sense of inspiration. And in that moment, you know, anything is possible. You know that you can do just about anything. You can see yourself breaking down barriers and breaking through walls to live the life of your dreams. And you can feel the source of inspiration in your spirit and somehow you have this emotional feeling of motivation, of inspiration, and the moment passes. That soul stirring feeling moves on, and you're right back where you've always been. You're stuck. You're stuck. Well, tonight, let's unpack that fluctuating phenomenon, you know, what is it about motivation and inspiration that gets us so hyped up and so ready to go, but often leaves us with the inability to move into action? You know, wh- what is that? You know, how do we use the surge of energy we feel when we get motivated to get into action? How do we use a source of continual inspiration to keep us focused on taking the right actions? You know, how do we get into action? Because it's time for some action, y'all. It's time for some action, Chicago. You know, Zach, you just had a big accomplishment. You know, how did you stay motivated, man? You know, it takes a lot of work to uh, graduate. There's a lot of graduates out there, a lot of people who went to graduations today. You know, how you stay motivated, man? I
0: tried to take time to try to not be stressed out. And I say try. I had to, like take a little vacation from uh, school every now and then, not necessarily miss a class or anything, but whenever I had time, had to just enjoy myself, watch some comedy on TV, do whatever I could to keep my spirits up.
1: Okay. All right, cool. You know we got some other graduates out there who just, you know, pulled off a, a wonderful accomplishment. You know, how did you stay motivated, inspired, you know, when you, you know, and move into action? There's a quote by Pablo Picasso that says, action is the foundational key to all success. And if this is true, and what then does inaction get us? I say, think on that. You know, if you uh, if you have ideas, dreams, aspirations, goals, and you are consistently, constantly not taking action. Well, what's going to happen? You know. I think the answer is real easy. Nothing. (laughs) right. Or if you keep doing the same thing that you've always been doing, you know, we talked about purpose the past two weeks. Well, do you want to know who you are? Don't ask. Act. Action will delineate and define you. Now, I'd like to take credit for that, but that's an old school one from Thomas Jefferson. (laughs) But it sounded good coming out. Didn't it, Zach? You know, but yeah, action will delineate you and define you. You know, so what is the what does this word delineate mean? You know, delineate means to describe or portray something precisely. And so, you know, we spent a lot of time over the past few weeks talking about purpose. But uh, you know, what do your actions say about you? You know, when you think about how you spend your time, you know, the actions that you do take, you know, what do they portray? You know, the second definition to delineate, it means to uh, indicate the exact position of. You know, so what what is your position today? Action will delineate. Now, I know some of you are thinking, oh, Lanell, here, here you go. Here you go. Always making things sound easy. Well, I'm with you. I know getting movement is hard. As a matter of fact, you know, I've lived it. I remember attending a conference about 10 years ago where a number of different business leaders and motivational speakers gave inspirational talks. And, uh, you know, I was inspired. They seemed to move, move me in the soul. And you guys know what I mean. You know, you listen to the, you listen to these people and they get a fire kind of burning inside of you and you, you wake up and you have this urge to succeed that you hadn't necessarily experienced before you know, for me, I mean, it was palpable. I mean, it was, you know, something I can almost feel and touch. And the talks I heard that day created this hunger for success. I could feel in the pit of my stomach. And so towards the end of the talk, you know, I remember uh, each of these speakers would always promise, you know, to satisfy their hunger that they've created and, you know, you know the drill. You know, all you have to do is come up and purchase this special curriculum that I have in a box that holds all of the secret tools that will fuel all your future success. And a lot of you guys have been to these seminars. You know what I'm talking about. And on this particular occasion, you know, so some time ago, but I, I was so I was ready. And I ended up buying one of these packages from. This uh, old white haired, short and wiry gentleman. And, uh, you know, regardless of how he looked, he seemed to be able to look straight into my heart and read all of my hidden aspirations and dreams. It was like this guy was finding stuff that I didn't even know was there. And I tell you, in that moment that man could have sold his box to me for about a thousand dollars because I probably would have tried to scrape together all the money I could find to buy this little secret box. And I'll tell you back then, um, you know, I didn't, (laughs) times were hard. I I used to try to figure out, you know, I'm going to pay groceries or I'm going to have cable. I'm going to be able to, You know, watch these games, you know, all these games in the NBA and just do ramen noodles. So, you know, I'm going to have to cancel that and go to somebody else's house. But at least I have some milk. (laughs) So times were tough. But he had me sold. And when I found out the box was only three hundred dollars, I thought, you know, man, that's a small price to pay for the formula of success. So (laughs) after this conference is finally over, I can remember carrying that three hundred dollar box with all this dude's success philosophies to my car. And I was pumped. I mean, I was motivated. I was inspired. And I was uh, full of hope. I mean, I was dreaming about the possibilities of tomorrow. And I can remember thinking tomorrow is going to be the first day of the rest of my new life. I'm about to make some things happen. And that night I went to bed completely jazzed, you know, talked to friends. You know how it goes. You know, like, man, I just I just heard this cat. It's about to go down. I'm about to change my life. And then tomorrow came. (laughs) And I was still somewhat inspired. I was still somewhat motivated. But that emotional high I had experienced the day before was real, it was quickly waning. It was quickly kind of seeping away because I was back in the real world with real priorities, with real problems. And when I had bought that little $300 box for success, it didn't necessarily come with a lot of extra time. So everything that I had been doing before, I still had to do. And so a bit later that day, this is the next day after I bought this miracle box. I started to unpack it. And my new set of uh, gold, they were gold-setting binders. I looked at these binders. They were all in this box, you know, clean plastic. And my heart sank. It literally sank. You know, it fell. Because that's when I realized that buying this secret box of success was only the first step. You know, step two meant I had to read all this stuff and I was going to have to do some work. And I'm thinking I got a job. Ain't nobody got time for that. And, you know, I mean, I've this is how I used to think back then. I, I've always admired Dr. Martin Luther King. But I used to be like, man, not all of us, you know, got time to go to seminary school to be a reverend and not all of us have time to earn a Ph.D., And oh, my goodness, who wants to stay up all night writing speeches titled I Have a Dream? Not me. I don't want to do that. I wanted success to be easy. I just wanted it to, you know, kind of show up. So as I went through the material in this box, one thing was becoming really clear. If I wanted that success, my stomach ached for the day before. I was going to have to do a lot of extra work. And the day before, I felt pumped. I thought doing this work was going to be easy. I thought that, you know, I was going to be able to confront this. But I decided when I took a look at those binders that I was going to do it tomorrow. And with that decision, I made the most common mistake that robs most of us of our motivation. I procrastinated. And there's a quote by Mason Cooley. Procrastination makes easy things hard. And hard things harder. So I got a call. I'm going to finish telling you the story. But first, let's go to Anthony right here in Chicago. Anthony, you are on the air. This is Inspirational Perspective with Linell Harris.
2: Hey, Linell, How you doing? I'm good. That's good. Hey, listening to you about the uh, motivation and the inspiration, if you don't mind, I just want to add something to that. Okay. You know, for me, I think uh, motivation comes when a person is conscious of their surroundings. That they're not ignorant about what things are going on, that they're thinking beyond just themselves. The motivation comes with a, a daily assessment when a person can evaluate themselves against the uh, changes of the, each day and determine their worth. Am I where I'm supposed to be at this point in my life?
1: All right, so um, let me ask you a quick question, Anthony. I, I want to hear your whole thought, but so how does somebody do that, right? You say conscious of your surroundings. So, you know, give us an example of, of how you do that and how you make daily assessments in your life.
2: I think um, I, through time, I think my daily uh, work schedule, the things that I do has exposed me to become more aware of not only um, who I am, but where I am. And listening and seeing other people fail um, in their areas and hearing their stories can cause one to be able to, to, to see, am I Am I where I'm supposed to be? I became more conscious of who I was when I started realizing that the results that I desired had not manifested. Mm. When I realized it had not manifested, I had to do what I needed to do in order to put myself in position so that they can become more real to me.
1: Okay. So talk to me about this daily assessment. Talk to me about, you know, so this daily assessment that you were talking about, what does that look this-
2: like? We're all exposed to our own friends and families, uh, to different strangers. We hear different stories. We're exposed to media. We hear success. We we see failure. We watch news. We see the different things that people are uh, dealing with on a daily basis. We look in our own neighborhoods. It's wherever you choose to put a focus to say, this is where I'm going to draw from. Some people look to their faith. Some people look to inspirational books. Some people look to uh, their workspace. Whatever it is that catches your attention long enough for you to become more cognizant of who you are, I believe, is your motivation.
1: Okay. So give me an example, a tangible example of what you do.
2: What I do personally um, uh, in my career field, um, I'm very I'm exposed to a lot of different people at calamity in their life. I'm um, a paramedic. That's a primary thing for me. Unfortunately, um, some of the downsides of that is that I get to see people um, at their worst, mm. um, at the unexpected, and I see the positions that they're in when they did not prepare to be in those positions. And it's not always about their health. Sometimes it's about their position in life to be able to sustain themselves economically, not being able to have the resources to simply just be able to get medicines or simply just be able to get up and be able to move around to take care of themselves. I always ask myself, how did they get to that point? Mm. And where am I at or am I on the path to also be at that point, at that season in my life? Um, I constantly uh, also evaluate myself against um, what I see out here in society, uh, Those my peers, my friends, my family. Um, I look at wh- what they're achieving in their life or not achieving, whether it's either career-wise or even in their family structure, a uh, mate, a husband or a wife. What am I doing in my life to put myself in a position to be successful so that I won't have to deal with that when I get there?
1: Cool. Well, so that,
2: that's a challenge
1: for me. Man, you know, Anthony, thank you, man. I appreciate that. And I'm sure uh, there's a lot of callers out there who appreciate that perspective, man. Have a wonderful night, brother. I appreciate it. Thank All you. All right. All right. All right. You know, Anthony, as, uh, as a, you know, what he was saying around the daily assessment, it had a lot. seem like it had a lot to do with, you know, who's around you. And you guys remember Jim Rohn's quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And so another way to make that assessment. So the question I asked, how do we go from motivation to inspiration into action? You know, how do we use the surge of energy we feel when we get motivated to get into action? And, you know, how do we use the source of continued inspiration to keep us focused on taking the right actions? You know, how do we get into action? Because obviously it is time for some action. Well, I was telling you a story about You know, this box of binders I bought from a motivational speaker and how I procrastinated and I waited. And, you know, basically that box sat there for about a year, that three hundred dollar box of binders. And if you notice, you know, before I was calling it the box for success, but it wasn't the box for success anymore because it sat in my office until I finally decided to take the binders out of the box, not because I was going to read them but because I put them on the shelf of this brand new bookcase I got. You know how it is when you need to fill up your bookcase and make it look like like you got a lot of books. Now, check this out. When I removed these binders from the box, I didn't open one of them because over the past year, I grew to completely resent the box. I even resented the old gentleman who sold me the box. Like if I saw him, I probably would have had some words for him. And uh, I resented him because, you know, I felt like it was his fault. I was $300 poor. Does I mean, this sound familiar to any of you guys? I mean, have you found yourself resenting the people who try to make you better? That one person that loves you, that's trying to kind of push you a bit, do you find yourself resenting them? And I'm sure many of you have similar stories as well. And, you know, my story is a story where, you know, you make the common mistake, and that is to procrastinate procrastinating right after we've been inspired and this is a daily mistake I would say it's a daily mistake for opportunity because procrastination is opportunity's assassin and that's a quote by Victor Kiam. so why do we make this mistake you know in my opinion I believe we make this mistake because we think we have the luxury to wait you know we got food on the table We have a roof over our heads. You know, if we need something, we know where we can get the help. We know who we we can go to. You know, right now, if you need $100, you know the first person that pops in your mind. You know, I hope it's not me, but you got somebody. And ultimately, life is good. You know, life isn't great, but it's good. Now, I know somebody out there is thinking, okay, here you go, Linnell. And your small box telling me that my life is good. You don't know me. You have no idea what I'm going through. All right, cool. Let me be clear. If you're not striving for change, if you're not so dissatisfied with your current life, your current state, that every moment you're breathing, you're looking for a crack in the wall that keeps you separated from success, then yeah, life isn't that bad for you. You know, I've been all over the world, folks, and I can show you bad. You know, I've seen bad. You know, I agree. Your circumstances may not be ideal. You know, we all have struggles. But you didn't wake up this morning to walk to the nearest hill so you can use the bathroom outside with the rest of your neighbors and then wipe yourself with your left hand. I'm just saying, okay? so, you know, we we, we got it good. You know, whether you think you do or not, sometimes we compare ourselves. You know, Anthony talked about, you know, you can look around you and you use that as a barometer. And you know, I think sometimes that that can be, you know, slightly dangerous because you look at a barometer of other people. And sometimes you, you stop being content with what you have because you're trying to, you know, catch up with the Joneses. Big mistake. Hey, be you, do you, you know, be unapologetically you. That's one of my, my blog posts. You can go search that one. But anyway, back to the story. So the year before, I bought this $300 box because I had been inspired. I was inspired and motivated to be great. However, as I began to realize the gap between good and great would require some extra work, I couldn't make time for that. I, I just didn't want to make the time for it. I couldn't make time for this box. Because my time had already been completely dedicated to being good. And there's a quote by Jim Collins that says, good is the enemy of great. And most of us know this. And, you know, we want to overcome the status quo. We want to be better than just good. But again, you know, good is attractive. I mean, many of you are doing better than other people, you know. You know, you're the go to girl. You're the go to guy. You know, Anthony's my cousin. I mean, he's, he's doing well for himself. You know, firefighter. You know, been doing that for a while. Putting your business out there, cuz. But anyway, he's doing good for himself. You know, so his, his good is, you know, good. But, you know, cuz, are you doing great? You can call back in and tell me. You know, only you can say that. You know, some of you all, you know, you're the mother of the church. Happy Mother's Day. Or you're the deacon or the trustee. You know, you're, you're killing the game. But you know... That you can do more. You know that you can do more. But unfortunately, the emotional experience of motivation and inspiration doesn't equip us for the conflict introduced by change or the change management process of going from good to being great. And many of you know what I'm talking about. You know, tomorrow is Mother's Day. You know, so happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. And hey, my. I love you. Happy Mother's Day. And on Mother's Day, a lot of us go to church. You know, so let's talk about church. You know, church is a great place to go and get motivated. Church is a great place to go and get inspired. But come Monday, ever notice how the feeling you had Sunday morning seems oh so far away? (laughs) Why is that? You know, where did all that emotional energy go? you know how do we learn to use that emotional energy to create a catalyst for change in our lives versus letting it just completely slip away you know i say that's where the secret lies if you ask me you know what is that secret but uh, how do we learn to use the emotional energy we get when we're motivated and inspired to fuel us and create a catalyst for change in our lives. You know, how do we get into action? How do we make it time for some action? You know, Daniel Pink, you know, I read his book Drive, and he provides, you know, what I believe could be an answer to this question in his book. And what he says we should do is just flow. And for those of you who read the uh, blog this week, you know what I'm talking about. You just flow. If you have questions, call me. What he is suggesting is this. When you're feeling motivated or inspired, use that emotional energy immediately to move into action. Flow means being in the moment. So when I say flow, I mean being in the moment. You get, you get energy, you get, you get uh, motivated, you get inspired, move in the moment. It may be early in the morning. It may be midnight. But if that's when inspiration hits you, Flow. Let me tell you now, flow isn't always convenient. And I've learned this. You know, a countless number of my blog topics have popped into my head at four o'clock in the morning. I got to go to work the next day. But what I've learned is if they come, they come with a surge of energy that I can use to flow. And at this point in my life, I know that to turn over and to go back to sleep would be a huge mistake. I cannot procrastinate. Too many people depending on me. I got way too many people depending on me. So I I just got to get up, go, and flow. Some of you all know what I'm talking about, right? When I got that big box of binders, you know, maybe instead of going to bed that night, I should have cracked the first one open because there's something about starting that kind of moves us to finish. In the book Switch, uh, Switch How to Change When Change is Hard, this book is by Chip and Dan Heath. They offer up a few more tips about how we can turn motivation and inspiration into action. And if you got a pen, you want to write this stuff down, all right? They instruct us to continuously motivate ourselves throughout the change process. And that's what, you know, Anthony was talking about. You know, he's, one of the things he said is, you know, being consciously surrounded, doing a daily assessment and just constantly motivating. You know, so continuously motivating ourselves throughout the change process. One of my favorite quotes is from Zig Ziglar, and he addresses this idea as well. And what he says is people often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Right. And so it's fascinating because, you know, you get up, you go to church on Sunday, you hear you hear whatever inspirational, motivational message from the preacher. Maybe it's not church for you. Maybe it's something different. And, you know, you, you, you feel motivated, inspired. How do you take that through the rest of your week every day? How do you take bits and segments of that to kind of keep you with that same energy so you can begin moving into action? You know, I love that quote. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. And I hope you all are bathing every day. So what are you doing to stay motivated daily? Another trick? As you are being motivated and inspired, immediately begin brainstorming your stay motivated and stay inspired plan. You know, so, you know, understand that that great feeling you have, if you have it right now, let's say right now I'm getting you jazzed up a little bit. Okay, you got a great feeling. What are you going to do about it? Start brainstorming right now. How are you going to stay motivated? How are you going to stay inspired? This is flow. Just in case you didn't know to do it right now is flow. You know, take some notes. What are you going to do differently? Dan and Chip also suggest that we shrink our change. You know, and this is a phenomenal book. Uh, If you're going through any type of change in your life, if you want to introduce change into your life, they do a phenomenal job really breaking down the points of how to go about this change. If your if your goal is to run a marathon and you've never jogged in your life, the idea of running 26.2 miles can be downright overwhelming. So maybe your first form of exercise should be, you know, one mile, you know, walk one mile for the first, you know, first week. You know, so that's kind of what Dan and Chip are saying. You know, they warn us that every change reintroduce will come with an equal or greater conflict. So you try to make a change. One of the things, you know, I've said before. I'm like, you can't introduce something into your life without trying to figure out what you're going to stop. So you're going to start something. You got to stop something. And I've always said that and understand that when you do this, you're going to have to, you know, basically figure out how you're going to get past that resistance to change. So plan for failure by setting up a plan B, plan C. You know, I got uh, I got some uh, Facebook comments here. I'm going to read one of them to you. I think it's pretty good. This is from. Welcome, Sarah, who's actually a, a fellow life coach out of Kansas City. She says, I think people choose good because of the fear associated with the unknown of great. People choose good because of the fear associated with the unknown of great. However, typically great and what we want is just on the other side of fear. Motivation is a muscle built and strengthened over time. The best way to practice is to lean into whatever fear you have. And so that's from Welcome Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. That was, uh, that was, that was solid, solid advice. Okay, so I promised I would, you know, kind of share a few tangible tools. You know, so how do you plan for failure by setting up a plan B, plan C? And I want to unpack this real fast. Because when I say you know what do I you know what do I mean by planning for failure you know so for instance let's go back to the the marathon if the one mile walk in the morning doesn't happen because you woke up too late plan B could fall into place which means you know walk that mile during lunch and so you you got to figure out you know you got to know hey your resistance to change is going to be to sleep if you have never walked in the mornings it's going to be to sleep and so if you happen to miss that what's plan B okay I'm gonna walk at lunch okay. Plan C is if I don't walk at lunch, I'm going to walk after lunch. And so what are your plans for failure? You know, how are you going to go about that? Having multiple plans ensures you will still take action after inspiration has dwindled. The next step is to look at the plans that are going right and mimic them to gain traction on other goals. You know, so look at your bright spots and focus on your wins. You know, this is, you know, this is, a, you know, what I've said is a lot to digest. But I want to give you all some adequate tools that will move you from motivation and inspiration into action. And so I'm going to provide you a quick recap before we end tonight. But uh, I also have another note. This is from Tara from Decatur. And what she says is people will really have to want it and to go after it more people must want change more people must want change which is which is true and i'll say i think most people do want change they just don't want that work you know 10 years ago when i opened up that box i saw work and so yeah success could be on the other side of that but there's work and then you know welcome sarah just share with us that you know a lot of times you know, the, the what's standing between good and great is fear, you know, and we you know, we actually talked about that some time back around how fear can be separating you from your success. All right. So you got your pens out. Here is the action recap. This is how you get into action. All right. Number one, first, you understand that good is the enemy of great. So get dissatisfied with your current state. All right. And, you know, I've heard this once. One of the best ways to get dissatisfied if everything is going good is you go test drive something you can't afford. I'll tell you automatically status quo is not good enough. You're not as content as you were the day before. All right. Number two, this one is big. Write it in caps. Don't procrastinate. Once you get motivated and inspired, hey, move straight into whatever it is you got to do, which brings me to three flow. Flow is being in the moment flow. You're motivated, you're inspired, flow. Number four, create a stay motivated plan. What is your plan? What's on your refrigerator? What's around your house? Let's, you know, stay motivated. Number five, this came from Chip and Dan Heath. Shrink your change. Set realistic goals. If you've never run a marathon, you're not going to get out there and run 18 miles. Walk a mile. Make it something consistent that you can build a habit around. So that way, You know, months later, you run a marathon, you can finish the marathon, shrink your change. Six, plan to fail. Know what your plan B is. Know what your plan C is. We're all human. Our survival mechanisms are set up to push us right back to where we were before. In order to break through your comfort zone, you're going to have to set up an intricate process, a process that is going to help you break outside of that. Not intricate, something simple, but know your plan B, know your plan C. Seven, look at the bright spots. When you win, focus on the win. And number eight, like I always say, you got to stay inspired because it's a lifestyle choice. So this is how you can go from motivation and inspiration to taking action on those dreams, goals and aspirations. A quote from Tony Robbins to end it. A real decision is measured by the fact that you've taken a new action. If there's no action, you haven't truly decided And there's another quote by Benjamin Desisrael, and he says, action may not always bring happiness, but there is no happiness without action. This
0: episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to Inspirational Perspective's Facebook page and like the page follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Lionel Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.